Welcome in and glad to have you. Bill Michaels show is on the air and uh, we are glad you're on board today. Thanks so much, as always, for hanging out with us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, And we are live. We are in Green Bay. And we'll get everything uh, up and running via the uh, the site uh, coming up here momentarily and uh, get you uh, a live look at uh, Rainichke Field, the Hudson Center. There it is, Rainichke Field, the Hudson Center, Lambeau Field in the background. That's our ground cam if you're watching over on the live stream and then uh, inside the RV, which is where we are broadcasting from. Mike Clement's going to be joining me coming up here momentarily and we'll uh, talk with him coming up really more near the bottom of the hour that's the uh, the high perch cam so to speak and a little bit up in the trees but uh, nevertheless you got lambeau field in the background beautiful sunny skies today uh you've got fans going over to the uh ray nitschke field and the hudson center and uh, we've got a beautiful day for packers training camp number two practice today number two good to have you on board it is a glorious day not just because the Green Bay Packers are on the practice field. And for those of you that listen to the show, you follow sagas that uh, we go through, myself, Ben, Grant, obviously. Uh, today is the day. I got here this morning. The kids are here. They're riding their bikes. They're hoping that uh, a Packer or two will grab their bikes today and ride the bikes over to the uh, practice facility. And we got here this morning, got set up. And uh, the kids took off. They they couldn't wait to get the hell away from me. Uh, so they, they grabbed the bikes, grabbed the phones, and off they went and uh, took my credit card. So they're over somewhere running around, maybe at the pro shop, who knows. And so I got set up, got the cameras perched high atop the cruiser. We got one outside the cruiser. We got one inside the cruiser. And uh, now, Grant, I know that uh, you and I kind of chatted uh, via instant messenger, but uh, if you've ever had a kidney stone, have you ever had one? No, I have not. I'm I'm hoping to avoid that for as long as possible in my life. Yeah, I I would avoid it for as long as you possibly can. Uh, I had one. I started feeling a little bit off. I guess maybe April, and finally, uh, a little after that, I ended up going to the hospital. And everybody knows the saga. I was in there, and it's just miserable. And they told me how large it was, and they said, "Well, you're going to have to pass it on your own." Blah blah blah. And over the last week, I haven't been feeling well, and I just haven't talked about it on the air too much. And so I went back, and they said, look, uh, this thing is sitting right there. We re-X-rayed it. It's too big to to pass. We're probably going to have to set you up and go get it. So I'm like, oh, crap, because everything's coming up. You know, I mean, we're here today, Road America this weekend. Next week, we're going to Sturgis for 10 days. I just, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, God, I just want this thing to be done. So I'm sitting here setting up. Finally got all the cabling run, got, you know, got a drink out of the refrigerator. This is really nice because you're, you're in the friendly confines of your own home. And we're right outside of the Best Western in D2, the sports bar D2, which is right next to us. You can see the Tito's display right there in the table cloth, or the uh, table umbrellas. And uh, I thought, man, I, I, I better run in and go to the bathroom before we start the show. And it was, you're standing there. You're like, man, you feel like you got to go, but you don't. And I'm, then then came the pain. And then you could literally hear it. That was it. Stone came out. And it, it was large. But it was a screaming Kramer in the bathroom and the 
guy falling off the high wire uh, in Seinfeld moment, but uh, now it's the relief. It's it's you're dancing on the way out the door. So it's it's a glorious day. Packers are on the practice field, and I passed the kidney stone today. So today's a banner freaking day. I don't even know what else. We can end the show here. Yeah, I was going to say and just call it a day. Yeah, ten oh six. We can wrap it up. Close up shop. Enjoy right? Green Bay. That's awesome, man. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, Mike Clement's going to join me inside the RV here, and uh, we are going to uh, discuss some of the things that he saw yesterday. Mike will chat with us a little bit, and then he's going to head over to the practice. Uh, we are here. We're going to see some of the practice. So it's, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a glorious day. And then after we get out of here this afternoon, off to Road America we go, where tomorrow, man, uh, they, they, I, I love the Xfinity drivers. Because they're the ones that want to make a name for themselves. They're the ones that are still climbing their way up the ladder. And I think we've got like six of them on tomorrow. Um, you just, you know, I, I think we've got six of them. Clemens tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk with Zach Heilprin today. Do we know what time Zach's going to join us? Because uh, Big Ten Media Day continues, but the Badgers speak today. We're figuring out when works best because he's going to be wanting to talk to a lot of those Badgers. So I'm trying to set up the best right. time with him. Right. Yep. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll touch base with uh, Zach Heilprin at some point today, and uh, go back down to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Day. So we got you covered. We got you covered all over the place. Big win yesterday for the Brewers. What a what a nice outing. You and I uh, were kind of chatting back and forth uh, yesterday on Instant Messenger about uh, Freddie Peralta. He had what seven strikeouts or ten strikeouts through four innings, and was just dealing yesterday. Looked really really good. They get a couple of clutch hits. And lo and behold, uh, they ended up winning that ballgame. So they win the series against the Reds. They win the series, the season series, dominating Cincinnati. Back to a game and a half up. Off today, three-game series begins tomorrow in Atlanta. And then uh, if you if you get two out of three against Atlanta and uh, tie that season series, you know, boy, that'd be, that'd be huge. Uh, because then after that, the schedule... You get a little breathability. Now, we are creeping up. We only have, what, three, four days left. And then you got to figure out, you know, what you're going to do as far as the uh, the trade deadline goes. So I know all the rumors and innuendos are starting to heat up. Brewers are, you know, with an off day, the Brewers are looking for a bat. Maybe you uh, have a couple of guys that you can trade, can travel. So uh, our ears are to the ground right now. And we'll find out if the Brewers are going to make a move, yay or nay. But uh, today we're getting uh, very close to something being done. So that's also in the work. So big day today in so many different ways. Um, but uh, excited to be here in Green Bay and uh, glad uh, for all the people that stopped by earlier and said hello and took pictures and all the other stuff. We, we had a blast, a lot of fun, and we'll do it before we get out of here this afternoon. Um, the uh, Ronald says, bad thing is the Brewers head off to Atlanta. The good thing is the Reds go to L.A. and then to the Cubs. Yeah, I, I, and then the, after Atlanta, the Brewers' schedule gets a little bit easier. So uh, that's the positive when you talk about, you know, things that uh, you really are kind of hopeful for. You really look for maybe the uh, the Brewers after they get out of Atlanta to uh, to get some more inroads to building that lead over Cincinnati before it's all said and done. So And Cincinnati's not going to go away. Their offense is stellar. It's whether or not they pick up enough pitching to be able to sustain. But, you know, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, who they're kind of eyeing, um, you know, who, who may be or may not be. Uh, some of the uh, some of the people that uh, you know they could be eyeing that uh, the the Reds could be going after. So, you know they've they're looking to do a number of different things. The White Sox uh, righty Dylan uh, Dylan Cease, 
uh, Lucas Giolito out of the White Sox organization. There's Lance Lynn, the former Cardinal. Um, also the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen, who actually pitched for them some years back. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty. Uh, the Padres, Blake Snell. The Mets, Jose Quintana is uh, being rumored about. Um, so the Reds have a lot of options to find themselves some uh, some arms. And meanwhile, we just kind of wait for the Brewers to do something, so to speak. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We'd uh, love to hear you. Uh, also, don't forget, now, this is one of the interesting things because the Cardinals are sellers. Uh, and this weekend's going to feature uh, the rivals, the Cubs, uh, the only foray into Bush Stadium this season after t- uh, they, they squ- uh, squared off in London back in late June, remember. Uh, but this time around, the excitement a lot different for these two ball clubs. Now the focus is on which Cardinals may soon be leaving before the trade deadline and what the return may be. Uh, the Cardinals are in kind of a uh, seller's mode, not a fire sale, but seller's mode. They're going to keep every uh, – they're, they're trying to keep every intention of to competing in 2024 – so they're probably going to keep Goldschmidt, Arenado, uh, Jordan Walker, Nolan Gorman. Uh, those guys are most likely going to be around. Uh, but if the Cardinals desperately need pitching, what are they most likely uh, to trade away? And will they will they deal Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery? Flaherty and Montgomery have alternated between being the Cardinals' most reliable starters all season. Uh, but uh, they are also the most frustrating assets as well. Both are going to be free agents this coming offseason, and the Cardinals would rather deal them now uh, for a multiplayer haul than risk losing them for a little more than a compensatory draft pick this coming winter. So the Cardinals are also up uh, up for sale, so to speak. So they they got a lot of options right now in St. Louis. Um, a, uh, oh, by the way, Giolito was traded. He was traded, so there you have it. Yep, they, they went to the Angels, so there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. I'm kind of flipping through this right now because I'm trying to find all the uh, trade rumors and innuendos and then things that are actually being done. So some of the stuff I'm reading from yesterday, and it was uh, some of the stuff happened in the last 24 hours. So uh, my apologies. Anyway, uh, here at uh, Packers Training Camp, yesterday I thought it was interesting when Matt LaFleur got into the discussion. Again, very excited about the beginning of training camp, very excited about Jordan Love. Jordan Love obviously talked after uh, the practice yesterday, and uh, we're going to hear more from him coming up here in just a little bit when Mike Clemens joins us. But the uh, and I look, there were people that were listening to that press conference yesterday as we were playing it back that uh, were not impressed. I guess that might be the best way to put it. Oh, he sounds very bored. He sounds very cliche. He he doesn't sound you know very smart. Um, he's not a wordsmith like Rogers. He, the, there, there's a whole different uh, feel to this because he is not Aaron Rodgers. He is not a guy that has a preponderance. He's not a guy that, you know, is going to end up doing the ayahuasca and going into the darkness retreat and quizzing other players on, you know, 9-11 and, you know, whether or not the moon landing was real. He, he's not doing all of that. He's just trying to find his way right now. So, and I remember what it was like. Aaron Rodgers always was incredibly intelligent. Always was. It's it's not a lack of intelligence. It's just he's just not as well-spoken as Rodgers. But then again, few are. You're used to a certain bar, a certain level. And in every aspect of the quarterback position, you have to kind of lower your expectation a little bit. 
And right now, until Jordan Love gets comfortable in his own skin, you just have to you have to accept him as just kind of being an average guy until he figures it out. So, and he will, you know, he will, unless of course things go horrifically bad, and then, you know, you're going to hear the, you know, the awkwardness and 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 such. But, uh, you know, I, I'm not. There's a lot of things that I've criticized Jordan Love for, and there's a lot of things that have made me raise an eyebrow and made me skeptical. I admit that. Okay, the, the, him speaking to the media and whether or not he's intelligible or well-spoken, that doesn't matter to me right now. All that matters to me is how he plays on the field. That's it. Nothing more. And I think it's unfair right now to judge. And he is under a media microscope. And God knows we're we're the biggest contributors to that. The media is, I am, Grant is, Mike is, every we all are. Okay, we all understand that. But the bottom line is that you can't overly judge him just because he doesn't speak as well as Aaron Rodgers, you know? So I, I'm not worried about that yet. Let's just wait until he starts playing, and then, then we'll figure things out, you know? Then we'll figure things out. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you're watching on the live stream uh, right across the way there, that is the Hudson Center and Rainichke Field with the giant, waveable, blue, inflatable, wavy man dude flying around over there. Packers fans walking by, everybody getting ready to go over and watch the practice that begins in about 15 minutes as the Packers are going to take the practice field yet again, practice number two for this training camp. We are glad to be here today. we got a lot more coming up all throughout the day. Mike Clemens, bottom of the hour. We're going to talk with Zach Heilprint at some point down at Big Ten Media Day. we got a lot to get to. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. And thanks to them for being a part of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We need you. We need you big time. Come on out and join us if you ride a motorcycle or know somebody who does. We need you big time. Come on out and join us for the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, uh, Wisconsin, for uh, military members, veterans, and their families. But we can't do it without our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, big supporters, and the dealers, the voluntary dealers that are going to be at the end of the motorcycle ride this year. We say thanks to them. And if you're looking for a good weekend, good night out, fun time, whether it's going to the 360 bar just to have a drink, going to the uh, Dream Dance to have a steak, uh, maybe some of the other cuisine that they have there, maybe stopping by the sports book, whatever it may be, or even a hotel stay. Pottawatomie Hotel Casino, Milwaukee. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We are in Green Bay. We are just outside the Ray Nitschke Field and the Hudson Center. And uh, just across the street, as a matter of fact, over uh, by D2 in the uh, the Best Western uh, parking lot. And uh, got some practice getting ready to uh, get underway uh, across the street to Lambeau Field over there in the background uh, for those that are watching on the live stream. So uh, thanks to uh, everybody for paying attention there. And uh, there you go. 
There's the uh, the stream back. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Steel Tank Brewing. And our friends at Steel Tank, uh, not only are they big supporters of the program, they're also going to be the end stop for the motorcycle ride coming up this year on uh, Sunday, September 3rd. So uh, get in there and say hi to Dave and the gang at Steel Tank Brewing, and their food is absolutely amazing. And they have that music venue that's coming along, and they hope to open that as well in September. Um this is uh, from Will, who says, so Rogers takes a $15 million pay cut. This is why I'm glad he's gone. He has done everything here to help himself and then goes to New York to help them in every way. Uh, smell you later, dude. Um, the Well, you knew he would. Well, he, it's not that he's taken pay cuts. It's that he's taken restructures that, have get, that has given money back uh, to the salary cap. So he's done that. He, he did that in Green Bay. The, the the only thing in Green Bay that I, I could not understand was last year when he wanted to renegotiate the contract and said he wanted to do everything to make the team viable and then, you know, basically took all the money. He said, I, I just, again, he said it wasn't $150 million over three years. That's, a, that's an outright lie. That's not it. And it was. It, 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 every bit of it was. And I think towards the end, it was so – it may not have been on the Packers' side of things, but I think in Aaron's mind – and, again, I don't want to really speak for him, but just the actions that have been perpetrated it, it speak very, very loud. And I just think that he had just – he had had it with the organization. I think it was that relationship was irreparable. And I think he was just out for himself. And, yes, he wanted to win. Yes, he wanted to play well. Yes, he wanted his guys and such. But uh, I think last year was just a, I know I'm leaving. I'm taking everything I can take on my way out the door type of year. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how else to describe it. You know? Otherwise, some of the backhanded comments that took place throughout the season and the same thing after the season ended and the way things went down, I just, I think the the relationship in Aaron's mind was done. And so it's kind of like, how do you put it? If you're leaving a job and you know you're leaving a job, Either you're retiring or you know you got another job and you're pissed off at your employer and you're just like, this this sucks. I'm out. I don't want to be here anymore, but I've got to work my you know final few months or something to that extent. You know what I mean? Or your final two weeks. You give them two weeks notice, you got to be there for two weeks, but you don't really want to be there, you know? And on your way out the door, you're, you know, you're grabbing a stapler or you're taking a pack of notepads, whatever, you know? I, I, that's kind of what it was. That's it, it. The more distance we get between then and now, it, you kind of see it that way, don't you? You just—it it was time, and I—I I have to admit, I really wanted to see Rodgers come back and run it back one more time. I really did. I thought that this Packers team could win. I thought you've got a lot of veterans. That can you imagine if you still had a few of the veterans? Rodgers, this young, talented group of tight ends, 
with maybe one of his guys, um, and, and you could have, w- with a talented group of defensive players, you could you could run it all back. You know, you could get the job done. So I kind of felt that that might be. That, that I was kind of hoping for that to happen. I was kind of hoping for that to happen, and it didn't. Uh, but now the more you're, you're distanced from it, you kind of get the sense you understand that it was time. It was just time. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We're going to step out real quick. Uh, we're going to be joined here in the RV uh, with Mike Clements, who is uh, swinging in. So Mike's going to come by. We're going to talk to him a little bit about what's going on at camp and his thoughts after the opener yesterday. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live. We are in Green Bay, and we are going to be talking Packers and training camp and kids on bikes and Jordan Love and anything else of interest. That's all coming up. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show continues on this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com for the sauces, the rubs, the hot sauces. They got it all. They're veteran-owned and right here in the state of Wisconsin. Again, burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. That is the look outside for those that are watching on the live stream. As uh, the Hudson Center, Rainichke Field right there in the background, a little bit off to your right, Lambeau Field, and that is just outside of the RV. Meanwhile, inside the Big Unit Cruiser is our, our own Mike Clemens, and uh, you can see him uh, sitting there to kind of, you know, he's kind of like Adam Schefter. He's checking his phone. He's Adam Schefter checking the phone right now. So there you go. Uh, I have to ask a broadcast question. Yes. Was that the 20 break or the 30 break? Was that the bottom of the that hour break? That was the 30 break. We just have, okay, yeah. breaking. All right, I'm all set then. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we got through the technical issues right there on the program. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So how was yesterday in Jordan Love and coming out of the locker room and debuting and confidence and swagger and all that stuff? It's the uh, first day of practice. Uh, they're in helmets and shorts. Uh, Matt LaFleur said, you know, predictably, there were some good things. There's a lot of things that we've got to work on. We just talked to Matt. Uh, here's a great storyline that Tom Silverstein from the Journal Sentinel is working on, and that's I've, I've said to you the player I'm most excited to, to get some looks at is this number 11, uh, Jaden Reed, okay, yeah. uh, who's going to line up in the slot. Right. And as uh, Spoon, as we call him uh, for Silver Spoon, uh, pointed out, Man, they're lining him up everywhere, right? He's in the slot. He's 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 the X. He's the Y. He's the right. and um, he said, you know, uh, when you've got a guy, do you plan on using him everywhere, or are you just trying things out? And he goes, and Lafleur goes, you know, we're, yeah, we're trying it out, but I mean, you'd like him to to move him around anywhere you want, right? And so he said, how many how many reps does he get? I mean, if he's got five or six different spots to line up. And you've got these timed practices under the CB. And he goes, yeah, like three, maybe. Right. And he, and and, and LaFleur said, you know, 
That's an interesting point. He said, because you think, oh, yeah, you know, we, we must have run this play 15, 20 times during the OTAs, right, mm-hmm. during the minicamp. Right. He said, you start going back over the cutups and you start looking at your log, three. You only ran that play three times. And so then I said to Matt, so what's the number? Before you say, I'm putting this into the game plan for the Bears. Ten? Fifteen? Right. And he laughed. And he said, you know, this is the thing you deal with all the time. There's sometimes you may end up with a play, or you know, you might even call it that you've only repped it five or six times. Yeah, and that's why these guys, have, you know, got to be paying attention. That hey, look, we see this opening, and if we put you in this spot and run that route, you know, it, it, it could go for seven. That goes back to what he said when he was asked about some of the young guys and the knowledge, and you know, who has advanced, who's done well, who hasn't. And that's when yesterday he said, before yesterday's practice, he said, we're about to find out who's been studying, who's been going over the tape and the cut-ups, and who's, who's been understanding where they're supposed to be and when they're supposed to be, because you're only going to get so many reps at certain things. And I, that's some of the stuff that he was alluding to, that these guys are going to have to, you know, some of these guys are going to be used in multiple situations, and they're going to have to pay attention to where they're supposed to be and learn it quickly, because they're needed to, they, they need to grow up quickly. So I got up here early, and I got some interviews with – people within the organization and some on tape that um, can I play in like sort of my regular spot on Fridays tomorrow, you yeah, know, like yeah. after one fifteen or so? Yeah. Um, and you're going to be at Road America tomorrow, We'll right? be at Road America tomorrow. Yeah, but this, we're, this we're, would be great ton racing. Ton of weekend. drivers, but we're uh, we're keeping everything open just in case, uh, you know, you, you got anything breaking in and obviously the last uh, hour basically for you. Okay. Well, hey, Grant, so I, I sent some cuts that we had with Jordan Love, so I want to tell a quick story. Uh uh, Mark Murphy, Packers CEO and president, is in front of nearly 8,000 people at the shareholders meeting. Now, people who come to shareholders meetings tend to be the most loyal fans. They've driven three hours to watch a PowerPoint on finances. <laughs> right. And sit in a hot sun. And that's exactly. There is no shade. When you're up here in 90-degree heat and sweltering and you're... Sun is beating down on you, no doubt. So they're pretty much, they didn't come there to boo Mark Murphy for getting rid of Aaron Rodgers or anything like that. Maybe they did in 2008. I'm trying to remember. Uh, but we're in this transition. And Rob Reichel, who's a regular on the show, great reporter, has got a great column today in uh, Forbes Sports. You know, check that out. Uh, he covers the Packers uh, there where he said, don't forget, man, here we were in 2008, and Aaron Rodgers was being booed mm-hmm. after the trade August 6th to uh, send Favre to the Jets. Uh, he was booed at family night. He would come to his home, and someone had written, you know, nasty things in chalk on his drive, right. driveway. All kinds of – there's a great reflection on that today. But love, uh, everybody's here to love him, right? I mean, we, we have moved on. And yet – and so, so on Monday – Gutekinds goes up there. He does his entire uh, discussion. And I can't play tape from that because it's a shareholders meeting, a long discussion. But uh, he didn't mention anything about we've moved on from Aaron Rodgers. He just talked about who's on the roster right now, what they did in the draft. Then Mark Murphy comes up and he says, all right, uh, before we go any further, I just want to say a few words about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) There's a couple of people that applaud. Yeah. As as some folks have tweeted to me, you could hear a pin drop. But there's about a dozen or so clowns, guys right behind me, and Dennis Krause, right. and Tom Silverstein, and Rob Domoski. They went, boo. Right. Just like that. Right. 
And Murphy put up his hand. He went, no, 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 no. Listen, he was a great player for us for 18 years, you know, and he had a remarkable career. And, and someday, you know, now he'll be in the Hall of Fame, but we're going to retire his jersey here, you know, Green Bay. And then there was a nice, okay, you know, the, the, everybody let the air out, and there was a nice, moderate, polite, classy applause. Mm-hmm. I tweeted that out as it happened, took a picture of Mark and tweeted it out. Hey, some mild boos when he mentioned Aaron Rodgers for the first time. This thing has a half million views. I mean, people are just going nuts over it. Right. First, I got about 20 people say, well, I didn't hear it. Well, no, it's because you were 40 rows up. Right. No, these right. people are down in front. I'm telling you, it happened because Murphy reacted to it. And Murphy was going to, I'm going to cut that off. We're not going to boo Aaron Rodgers. Right. We need Aaron Rodgers, Okay. Bart's no longer with us. We don't see bringing back Brett anytime soon. I need to bring this guy back on yeah. Alumni Day. Right. You know? Right. We need to keep this guy a forever Packer after his little run with the, with the Jets. Yeah. So yesterday, I talked to Jordan Love, and I said, I wanted to get into this a little bit. And I said, first of all, so it's your fourth year, and now you're starting as, as the starter. This must be a better deal for you, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. First year, you know, you're running out there, your eyes are kind of big. You know, I see everybody out there for the first time in practice. So I know my routine. I know what I got to kind of lock in and focus on. The word from the team has been patience. It's, it's a new quarterback, like Mark Murphy in front of 8,000 shareholders. Or How do you react when you hear those words? Um, I mean, this is how it is, you know. Patience is not going to be not going to be perfect right away. This is a process. It's growing pains that, you know, you got to work through. You know, just like today is day one. It's not going to be perfect. It's something that we got to build every day. The big thing for Jordan Love right now is he hasn't take a, taken a snap as the starter, but he's got a lot of support. Um, Aaron Jones has been outspoken. Other guys have been outspoken. And you've told me, we've, we've talked about this both on the mic and off the mic, that there's guys in that locker room that are like, They've been waiting for this day. Yeah, they've been waiting for it. We got his back. Uh, it's not that they didn't give an effort with Rodgers, but they're going to do everything they can to make sure that Jordan Love succeeds. This is their dog. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're two- or three-year players. They're not ten-year players that are being brought back from the Houston Texans to run my receiver's room. Right. Okay? Right. But, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is trending again today. Why? Because he's giving back $35 million to the Jets. Right. And, you know, and Hard Knocks hasn't even started. I mean, he's figuring out a way to be – it, you know, the top story day after day after day. And that might be cause effect because he makes that announcement yesterday. He has a, a second press conference, and they've only been in training camp there, th- you right. know, four or five days, right? 24 hours later, guess who's on a plane to New York today? Delvin Cook. Huh. Vikings running yeah. back. Because Brees Hall, yep. remember how good he looked against the Packers here at Lambeau when the right. Jets beat him? Right. He's coming back from an ACL from October. So Aaron Rodgers gives him back $35 million because why? The next day, let's bring in Delvin Cook right. to get things he started. He kind of felt that that was going to happen. The best thing that, that this organization can do then to keep that from being a distraction is to get behind Jordan Love. But they're they're tentative right now. Well, we got to be patient. Well, he's a first-year guy. You know, no one's just saying, this is our guy. Right. But I said to Jordan, you've got the respect of these guys, Aaron Jones on down. How much does that help you at practice? No, it makes a huge difference. You know, you as a player, you want everybody to respect you. You want the support of the team. Um, 
you know, that's that's pretty much what it's been. Everybody's been great, very supportive. Um, and like I said, it comes down to those relationships we have with each other. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's been great, man. It's, it's something that, you know, even if I didn't have to support the team, I'm still going to go out there and do my best every day because, uh, you know, being the leader of the team, that's what you got to do. Um, it's never going to be easy, never going to be in your favor sometimes, but you just got to go out there every day, put your head down, and no matter what the, you know, good, bad, and different, you know, you just got to go out there and work every day. Really, the big news yesterday was when Rodgers texted Love. Well, you know? he told us that and because yeah. we, first we asked Jordan, you know, in the, in those three years, we know that Rodgers treated Love better than, you know. What, Favre treated Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, Favre's like, I'm not here to teach guys. You know, just watch me, right? Right. Um, Aaron, or Jordan yesterday was asked, did you and Aaron talk about what happened here that summer of 2008 when he had to step in and replace Favre? Yeah, I mean, those are things we, we've talked about um, when the time we were both here together. Um, you know, he kind of talked about how it was for him and obviously Brett leaving and things like that, his transition. Um, and obviously, you know, he said it was hard as well. Um, it's not, never easy, uh, but, you know, he kind of just put his head down and worked, um, and made his own name for himself. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the same thing I'm trying to do right now for myself. So then we asked Jordan Love, um, do you still hear from Rodgers? And he said, yeah, as a matter of fact, last night. Yeah, no, um, Aaron reached out to me last night, and that's exactly what he said. Yeah, he said, just be yourself, have fun, enjoy it. Um, you know, it's obviously my time now, and he just said, you know, be yourself. And, I mean, that's all you can do, you know. That's kind of been the message from everybody is, you know, be yourself. Don't try and be anybody else. Don't try to be Aaron, things like that. Just be yourself, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I saw yesterday, uh, I think it was Dario Melendez, I was kind of, you know, quoting some of his tweets when he was talking about Jordan Love. Channel 12 down in Milwaukee. Yeah, and he, w- he had posted a lot of critique of Jordan Love. Looks good, strong in the pocket, command of the huddle, looks confident, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it got to throws throwing with the wind yesterday. And one of the things that I've always talked about with Rodgers and Favre was they had big arms, tight spirals, and the wind, it affected them, but not very much. It was almost negligible. And Rodgers, t- we'll tell you about it, he's got four different passes. You yeah. know, like your approach shot to the green? Right. He's got four different trajectories. He yep. he thinks about throwing through the wind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, we've had those discussions with him. So, yeah, Jordan's back there, and he, he there's a couple times that they would send, like, Watson deep, you know, or some of the other receivers deep, and, and it, he was just way off. So he was asked, how much of that was that, like, 25, 30-mile-an-hour gusting wind? Yeah, no, I mean, I think just day one, that was one thing I, I was like, man, we got to – got to lock in on that one but deep ball day one you know that's something that you know you got to have those reps at um and it takes time like i said it's not going to be perfect on the deep ball but after today looking back on it that's one thing that i felt like um those are the couple throws that i missed they're just maybe a little bit short that you know weren't right over the shoulder like you might want um so but obviously you know the wind accounts for that you can never make excuses for that um you just got to be able to play through it the uh day one you know, it's 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 day one of training camp, and you want to glom on to so many different things. But what stood out? The the drop by Christian Watson in the right flats. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. And you know, tomorrow I'll go more into details how these guys got together, eight or nine of them, to be with Jordan Love and work out, which is great. You know, fans yeah. love to see that kind of stuff. I think you know, coaches do too, because they're so limited in the time they can be with these guys. But, I mean, you know, they get, you're trying to get some momentum going. You're moving down the field, right? And then you've got 
great timing. You got a great play fake in the backfield. You got Jordan Love with good footing. He's got time. He looks. He turns to his right. He puts a ball right out there, just floats it out there into the right flat. And Christian Watson goes down, cuts right, goes out. He's at the sidelines. The hands are out. And boom, it bounces off his fingers. Like, Mm. whoa, what are you? Right. I mean, it's a drive killer. Right. And he shouldn't be... There, there should be more than that. So then he goes back to Dobbs over the middle, and he catches things with three guys on him. And, you know, Dobbs is going to need Watson to catch those balls. We all know that once you get the ball into Watson's hands, look out. Right. Nobody can stop him. So, yeah, what were some of the positives? And we asked Jordan Love that. Yeah, no, we had a couple strikes. I had one to Rome that uh, made a great catch. But um, and we had a through route, which is always nice, right over the middle to Samari. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a couple of throws here and there that, you know, you always wish you can get back at the end of the day. But in the time, at the end of the day, um, there's not, like, one specific throw I, you know, like more than the other. I, I like completions, and whenever you can get that, it's always fun. But, uh, yeah, just looking back on it, like I said, those deep balls are just one thing that I wish, you know, we could have had a little bit better connection, but something that we're going to build and, and grow over time. Let's do this. We'll step out. We're talking with Mike Clemens. We are here inside the uh, the Big Unit Cruiser, and we are at Packers training camp just across the street from Rainichke Field in the Hudson Center and uh, right out in front of our friends from D2, the uh, sports bar connected to the Best Western. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at J&L Tire and Service Center, jnltire.com. Go to jnltire.com in Watertown and in Johnson Creek, whether it's uh, the minivan that needs an oil change or your big rig that needs some brakes and tires. Whatever it happens to be, they can handle it all. They have the facilities for all. They can help you out, and they're very philanthropic in the community as well. Stop in, tell Lyle, Chad, everybody at J&L Tire and Service Center, we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We are back. We're inside the uh, the Cunis RV from Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Cunis RV all over the state of Wisconsin. Can't say thanks enough to them. We're inside the uh, the beginning cruiser. Uh, here in Green Bay, Packers practice getting ready to get uh, underway just across the street. Packers inside the Hudson Center warming up, and then they'll be outside here shortly, and they will be uh, they'll be uh, you know practicing again in front of the fans. Mike Clements joining us here inside the RV. So, you know, day two, I you know obviously they want to make corrections from day one. They want to look for the mistakes that were yesterday that aren't the same today. But uh, if if you're going to circle a few things and say this is what I want to pay attention to, what are they? Well, right now what they're doing is, I mean, they'll be in helmets and shorts again today and then tomorrow. And I think they put on the pads maybe this Saturday uh, or one more practice after that. So right now it's just getting the bodies warmed up and used to the routine, used to the routine of the day. You know, Lafleur's being very tentative about everything. I know a lot of fans like saying, hey, I I go to to the team website and it doesn't say like later in the month, it says they got to practice that day, but it doesn't say what time. Right. And we don't have any inside information. He just put out a schedule today, like, okay, practice next week will be at 1030 for the days that we're doing it. Right. So he, he's, he, he's got a completely new team with a, so many young guys, and so he's trying to see if, what works out best. Plus, he's doing it all in a brand-new building, right? Yeah, right. And, and, and I want to take you over there and show you some of that later on. But um, so, you know, today, just try and repeat yesterday. From yesterday, get they're installing the game plan too, or the the, the playbook. 
So t- today's day two of the install. There are probably about eight or nine installs before they get through all the different kinds of formations on offense and yeah. defense that they like to work. Hey, here's how young the receivers are on this Packers team. After Devontae Adams left a year ago, and now Lazard goes over to the Jets, and you know they released Sammy Watkins in December or so, right? Yeah. Um, I was looking at the roster, I think headed into the draft or so, and the the oldest guy on the on the team now for the wide receiver group was Jeff Cotton, age 26 years old. Um, he's he's been on two or three different teams, including I think the Cardinals. Uh, what was it? The Jags, the the Chargers, and the Car- Cardinals. And he was on the practice squad, so I thought, oh, maybe they got something here, right? You know, right. like the next Alan Lazard, right? They cut him yesterday. <laughs> he, he showed up with a non-football injury-related injury, thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe got hurt in the off-season, warming right. up. They cut him yesterday. So you know who the oldest receiver that Jordan Love's got to throw to? Samari Torre, second-year man drafted last year, right. 25 years old. That's how young these guys right. are. Yeah, when you talk about Christian Christian Watson, the infamous drop last year in Minnesota, like you said yesterday, very easy out. You know, in a drive killer, he has a drop. He came into the league with the tradition or uh, of drops. Uh, on the scouting reports. On the scouting reports. Um, you know, I know it's something, it's just a matter of concentration is all it is. But is this something that, I, how much does this hurt the relationship between him and Jordan Love? It does. It it does. Oh, it's, it's already there. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dobbs is the guy that, Rodgers would prefer to throw to in that situation. Right. I mean, they figured out ways on how to get the ball over the middle on little short routes, high percentage routes to Christian Watson. Remember that touchdown he scored in front of us at Soldier Field, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you just get the guy past the linebackers, get the ball in his hands, and he's gone. Right. He'll just blow past the safeties and corners and the refs and the fans and everybody. He's just gone. And and that's the that's the trick that they've got to figure out. But maybe the answer is Jaden Reed, right? Well, yeah, but Jaden Reed doesn't have the same speed as Christian Watson. No, but I'm just saying, this is why. Right. I keep saying we well, got to see what eleven can do, man. Yeah, I, I and I agree. I just for this, I think for this machine to go, Christian Watson has to be a contributor. Yeah, has to. And yeah, if he yeah, somebody's got to get in his rear end and. James Jones was the guy. Remember, James Jones would have a few drops that were so highlighted. James Jones, I I don't remember if he's a a third round pick or fourth round pick, but in this in the summer of 2007, which turned out to be Brett's last year, and Brett was putting everything he could. Now, you know that was their their second year with McCarthy, and he felt really good. He said, he said, you know what, this might be the youngest team I've been on, but it's 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 some of the you know best players, some of the best athletes. He, his father, Deanna's father died, and so he had to go down to Hattiesburg for a funeral. Yeah. He got back late Sunday night, and everything was closed. Everybody was, you know, back at St. Norbert's back then. But he went in the facility and turned on the tape. And someone said, hey, we heard you were here late last night watching tape till 1 o'clock in the morning. What were you looking? He says, I was looking at this James Jones kid. I mean, he was catching everything they threw at him. Yeah. And he started looking at him. And that became another one of his weapons as a rookie that he threw to over the middle. James Jones always could catch the ball. Because J- James had a, uh, a little segment in his career where he began to drop some. Remember, he had that sure. drop in Philadelphia. So did Devontae. And and so um, I remember James ended up 
calling like some of his former coaches and one i was either his high school coach or his college coach said we've talked about this you're running without the ball he said you got to watch it in your hands you know and then go you got enough speed and then go and i'll never forget that conversation i had with him and i think you were there as well where he just said it was just just watching it once you once you got it then you run and you hope that christian watson somebody he trusts tell him tells him you know watch the ball into your hands and once you got it then you run so mike clemens gonna head over to practice so we are live we are in green bay stay tuned we got a whole lot more of the bill michael show coming up right after this